Hey everyone, welcome to episode 109 of You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. I'm 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 in your territory. I am more of a hater than you, but I also You're a big hater, I, I respect Derek and Steve present. He's been on so many teams. It's it's easy to forget how many teams Dwight has been on. And uh they've all lost. I'm shouting out my fiance, Hannah. <laughs> Love you, baby. Subscribe. Nice. I don't know who I would pick. I would probably sell out and have like the Burger King mascot throw it for, <laughs> for fifty million dollars. That is a savvy veteran move. Will hit a three, and he was walking down the court going, Zach Levine, $80 million man, baby. <laughs> Come on. Pay the boy. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 109 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek, not really alongside Steve. Uh, Steve, what's going on? Derek, this is the weirdest podcast we've ever done by far. Oh, easily. I am- I am currently sitting in our studio, our old studio. Right. Where are you sitting? I am sitting in my new studio. So the studio the, inside the, your the studio. studio? No, no, no. I'm sitting just in my studio, not in the studio in my studio. I'm just sitting at oh. a desk a desk in my studio. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm in our old studio. We are currently doing the podcast remotely. We are running a test run um, precipitated by Mother Nature. <laughs> yes. It is, there's a hurricane outside, and so I didn't want to come over to your apartment. I right. figured, why not test the capabilities of a remote podcast? Yes. Because we're going to have to figure that out at some point in the future. Yes. And so this is related in with um, what we talked about in previous episodes, the fact that our friends have commented, and, and, and we were blown away by the positive support of, like, yes, you guys got to keep doing it. So uh, we do plan to keep doing it, like we had mentioned before in some capacity. So we had to test this out. Um, we don't. We weren't. We weren't expecting to do this today. Um, this was, as Steve said, prompted by Mother Nature having a huge hurricane type of storm outside, um, and so we don't have a, a actual good microphone for Steve. So it's not as good as what we would eventually have as a remote podcast, but it's similar, uh, and and it's a test run, like he said. So. I will say that I'm enjoying it a lot better so far um, because I don't have to look at your big, stupid face. That's a great point. We turned the video <laughs> off um, to save bandwidth, and so then we don't have to look at each other. So all Actually, we do is hear each other. You know what else is a big positive? What? I don't have to smell your breath either. Oh, great point. <laughs> great point. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this may be the new norm. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's true. There's a lot of positives going around um, with, with this new setup. Um, so, so definitely, uh, bear with us if, if anything, uh, if you hear any glitches or if, you know, but I think it should be okay. I think, um, you, so far Steve sounds good to me in, in the, uh, in, in my headphones as far as the way it's going. So I think it's going to be okay. So Derek sounds good relative to his normal sound. <laughs> I mean, he always sounds bad. <laughs> But I mean, relative but, but, to every yeah. other episode, he sounds the right. Same. This is the hundred ninth episode, so we're Correct. really we're really just comparing with the other hundred eight, not not anything outside of that. So yes, um, cool. So uh, that's the uh, status for this uh, this week's episode. We're also a day late because we had an event last night um, that we could not podcast because of. So uh, we are at it a day late, which is uh, so a bunch of different uh a bunch of breaks from the norm today so um so let's start with an opening drive we want to start with an opening drive i say we start with an opening drive cool. Derek. yeah i like that so uh opening drive this past weekend 
we were in Darien, Connecticut uh, for a wedding between uh, I, I'm going to just say podcast listeners. I don't, I don't know if they listen or not. But they definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin Durazo and Christy Latimer, our friends from BC, uh, got married this weekend in Darien, Connecticut, and we were there. So, Steve, what were your what's your reaction to this weekend? So I am a wedding veteran. I've been to a lot of weddings. I'm a very good wedding addition. This was, if not the best wedding I've ever been to, top three for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it from beginning to end, from the um, the night before cocktails to the wedding to um, even the, the brunch afterwards, yep. they nailed it. Um, and I, I mean, I had my birthday over on the day of their wedding so that probably helped me think <laughs> the, why it was the best best wedding i've ever been to i would imagine um, i would imagine uh, but i had a great time and so congrats to kevin and christy thanks for all your uh, years of listening to the podcast glad glad the podcast brought you guys together <laughs> yeah absolutely we'll take we'll take the credit for that um the yes i, I agree with all the above um the this was definitely one of the best weddings i've been to i haven't been to probably as many as you have um but this is i think now so now this is the third one of uh, my BC friends anyway, I think it might be the same for you as far as BC goes. Um, and so, uh, everything was just, you know, run really well. I thought that the, um, all the, you know, everything that you'd want out of a wedding was there. I thought they handled it extremely well. They had a couple of, uh, you know, uh, there was a couple of times when things started to go off the rails a little bit as far as scheduling and Kevin, like just he said, you know what? Nope. This is my wedding. We're doing this and got it right back on track. Um, so I, I thought, uh, both Kevin and Christy were all about it. I think we had we had mentioned before that kind of one of the things that made it so great was that it was so clear that everything about the wedding was exactly what they wanted. Like that, yeah. like they did it. They did their wedding like the way they wanted to do it. You know, yeah. the band literally had a pit bull and a Nicki Minaj. <laughs> it actually did. <laughs> it had about fifteen different instruments and fifteen different artists playing them, and one of them was. A Mr. 305, uh, Mr. Worldwide yeah. Pitbull. He would come out and sing Pitbull songs. And a Nicki Minaj who crushed all the Nicki Minaj songs. I don't know the name of any of them, but she was great. Yeah, I'm going to say if you took if, if you took enough advantage of the open bar, then you could have been convinced that was really Pitbull. I was on the verge, on <laughs> like, the verge like, of being convinced. Well, like, like that's, how, that's how spot on these covers were. And the guy also looked like Pitbull the way he was dressed. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, band was outstanding. Um, really impressive there. And, uh, yeah, everything was just awesome. The venue was great. There was multiple venues for opening reception, then the, uh, ceremony, then the wedding reception, then the brunch in the morning was at, uh, Christie's family's house. So just a, just a great spectrum of, of venues, of activities, of the food was great. Just everything across the board was, was really well done. So, yeah. So congrats again, Kevin and Christy. Um, we had a lot of fun. Hope you're listening. Um, and that does it for the opening drive, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And they're hopefully having fun on their honeymoon. So uh, that brings us into everybody's favorite topic, which except is... Will, except Will Campbell. Except Will Campbell, which is the BC Update. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, bunch of dudes. Alrighty, so we're still uh, not really in BC season. Um, there's not a whole lot going on, but 
Um, I figured we'd give this a couple of minutes because last podcast episode we talked about, oh, I, you know, I saw this ESPN Insider, you know, this tweet about an ESPN Insider article that said BC was a team that could make a surprise college football playoff run. And we talked about it with Will and kind of like, first of all, we're stunned that they even phrased it in that way as far as like a college football playoff run is like a little bit of a jump uh, from what we were expecting. We're hoping to crack the top 25 this year. Um, And then a few days later, Phil Steele is apparently uh, a college football writer that people do pay attention to in the off season. He comes out with his rankings and Boston College is ranked number 23 in his preseason college football rankings, which is much more, I think, significant than the prior week of ESPN Insider dropping them as a bunch of teams that maybe you should watch out for how they're going to do. So yeah. um, what was your reaction to BCB number 23 here after you learned that Phil Steele isn't just some person who has 10 followers? <laughs> My, is he really? No, 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 no. I mean, after you learn, after you learn that he's not just a joke, but he's actually relatively yeah. respected. Um, I think so. This is huge because I think the fact that we have such an easy early schedule and if we're already ranked, we are going to fly up the rankings as big teams beat up on yeah. each other, or at least like big teams beat up on medium teams in the first four games of the season. And I mean, once you're in the top 25, you are considered a really good football team. That's just like, it's kind of psychology. It's hard for you to fall out unless you do something egregious. Yeah, exactly. If, if we started at say like 30 or, or 35, it would be a lot harder for us to crack that top 25 mm-hmm. because then there's a bunch of mediocre teams who are 4-0 but if you're already in the top twenty-five, all you have to do is jump. You just continue. Yeah, you to don't. Jump. You don't drop by winning by winning games once you're in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be huge. I mean, it's not the official ranking, so I don't want to get too excited. But yeah. Same. The fact that we're actually ranked for the first time in however long, a long is time. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Were you there? And this was a conversation that actually happened at the wedding. We were talking to one of our friends, Riley, at the wedding. Were you there when he was talking about Phil Steele rankings? No. So Riley, uh, uh, one of our classmates from BC, uh, he said he said that uh, he and his friend from high school, actually. So Phil Steele's rankings, I didn't even know what these were. I thought I didn't know if he like tweets them out or like what if he works for Sports Illustrated or what it is. He actually writes like a college football magazine, like preview, and you, and people hmm. people buy the magazine. Riley's been buying this magazine for like ten years and re- and reading the preseason college football rankings. And so he bought this year's magazine again, and he said that he has never like he's been reading these Phil Steele like magazines for ten years or or eight years maybe, and uh, he's never seen him even really go into much depth at all in BC if ever really like mention them in a positive light. And this in this year's magazine, he's like very very high on BC. Um, so that was like that that actually gave me a little bit more insight into what this actually is. It's like that's why I haven't been able to find anything written by Phil Steele. All I can find are his rankings. It's because yeah. he sells this magazine that people apparently buy, yeah. uh, and Riley is one of the people who buys it. So, um, <laughs> so th- I thought that was interesting to give a little bit of context on who he actually is and like why, like like that gives me an understanding of when people say he's like the Bible of the offseason rankings. It's just because you know there's an actual physical thing that people must consume every year. So again, for whatever it's worth, it doesn't mean he's the 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 definitive ranking guy, but like he is some something that a lot of people read. And even just that is, is big to have a lot of eyes on the fact that BC is ranked 23rd in his rankings. Yeah. And the thing is, it, it's an easy pick because we have one of the obviously best running backs in the yeah. nation. Yeah. Um, he, Phil says that it's potentially the best in the ACC, if not the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it all hinges on A.J. Dillon, our running back. If, yeah. 
if he can stay healthy and if he can carry the load he's supposed to carry, then we have a shot. So I don't want to like get too deep into this because it, we we still don't even know who our starting quarterback is. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it, it should be Anthony I mean, Brown if he's healthy, but yeah, there are question marks for sure. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm comf- I'm cautiously optimistic with with being ranked 23, yeah. especially if if it, we actually are in the college football rankings, but. Um, this is a good sign. Right, yeah. And so just as a few other little tidbits, um, I, I was trying to figure out when the first AP poll actually comes out. It looks like it's mid-August, so we're, we're still about a month away from when we can get really excited if we're actually in the top 25 of the AP. would be would be actually a huge thing. You know, Like we're saying, this is a reason to get excited for that being a possibility. Um, but I do want to share one other thing that I kind of – I was Googling stuff trying to find more about if I could see what Phil, Phil Steele actually wrote. And like I said, I didn't really find it, but – um, I did end up clicking upon another, uh, blog post from a blog in within the ACC. This was a Louisville blog. And so Louisville, one of their like football blogs was doing a breakdown of their season preview, kind of like matchup by matchup. So yeah. I, I stumbled up across Louisville blogs, um, match, uh, preview with their, this season's matchup with Boston college. And I just want to read an excerpt from it. Cause it, it went over how Boston college had the stunning defeat, uh, uh upset of them last year, 45, 42, even though Lamar Jackson went nuts, like AJ, that was kind of AJ Dillon's breakout game. Yeah. And so this is an excerpt just from this Louisville blog. Cause it kind of was interesting to me about to see how another ACC team is viewing Boston college. So the excerpt is it's no secret anymore. Boston college is a really good team and it wouldn't be an upset at all. If the Eagles made it two in a row this season, Boston college gets the rematch in chestnut Hill, albeit against the Louisville team that will already have played away from home against Alabama and Virginia. At that point, the Eagles could be 6-0 and with wins against Massachusetts, Holy Cross, Wake Forest, Purdue, Temple, and NC State. If they're anywhere close to that mark, they will have a huge momentum edge at the outset. So this, <laughs> this fellow ACC Let's blog go. thinks that Boston College will be 6-0 and going into they're that ner- game. They're nervous. Yeah. So I, I just thought they're that was nervous. really interesting because it's like, you know, I always kind of figure these other teams are like, oh, whatever, you know, BC, that's, you know, cool. People think they're 23rd, but like... You know, we talked to Will Campbell last week. He said that, you know, from his perspective, BC is still a tough out. And now this Louisville blog thinks that BC is going to be 6-0 going into this matchup. So it, it, it's interesting and it's, it's exciting because we've never had anything close to this, you know, since we've really been, you know, diehard BC fans. Yeah. And the thing to note is that in college football, it doesn't help to fly under the radar. It's right. the opposite, actually. Yeah, yeah. You want to be thought to be better than you are at all times. Exactly. Because yeah. that's what matters in the rankings. Like, UCF was thought to be worse than they were and finished 15 and 0 and didn't win the national championship or make the playoffs. And they're not in Phil Steele's top 25. <laughs> correct. Yeah. So, I mean, this is good. I mean, I, some people want to say, oh, it would be better if we could just fly under the radar and not get so much attention. So there's not as much pressure. But yeah, no. in college football, you need to be thought of as a good football team in yep. order to get the ranking you deserve or even yep. undeserved. Yeah. Like, like Alabama. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and, and the recruiting is another part of it too. You need to be in recruits' ears as as far as being considered a you know a top tier team. So, um, so just another tidbit there. Hopefully, we have more concrete stuff you know later in August as preseason rolls around, um, and, you know, or training camp you know continues underway, and we get the AP poll coming out mid August will be a big one to see if uh, if this actually rings true at all, and, and if we at least get some votes or be in the top twenty five. So, uh, cool. any other thoughts on BC? That's it. We got some good sports topics coming up. Though. We we do. All righty. So let's go into period number two, which is sports. The Monster Jam. 
All righty, sports. So um, the marquee uh, thing going on in the sports world is that it is MLB All-Star Week this week. So, uh, Steve, you want to kick us off with what transpired last or Monday night, uh, if, if you're listening on, I guess, now Wednesday is when we're releasing this? I will. Um, so we had an epic home run derby, and I, I don't use that term lightly because every round was really fun, and it's yeah. been the first time in a long time, uh, at least for me, that, that the home run derby was even remotely interesting. Yeah. It's usually just like, cool, someone's hitting a lot of home runs. This one, I don't know what, for for whatever reason, maybe they changed some rules or something, but they came down to the wire every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, Reese, Hot- Reese Hoskins had a great showing for the Phillies. Javi Baez uh, showed out, um, and it ended up being Bryce Harper versus Kyle Schwarber. Yep. So Schwarber goes first. I think he hits in the final round. So you get four minutes to hit however many home runs. And Schwarber goes first, I think hits 18. Um, Bryce Harper comes up. It's in Nationals Park. It's in Washington D.C. Bryce Harper plays for the Nationals. Yep. The crowd's going nuts. <laughs> um, he's wearing American flag everything. Um, he it's just like the perfect scenario. Yeah. And he's down by about I don't know ten home runs or nine home runs. Um, actually, exactly nine because the last nine pitches. He hit he hit home runs. Wow! Before before um he got the bonus, so he yeah. hit the last nine pitches as home runs to tie it up, and then he ha- so it's tied up and he has this bonus thirty seconds because right? they give you thirty yep. extra seconds if you, if hit, you two, yeah, yeah. hit two really long home runs. Yep. And he's getting a crowd pumped up. I mean, we we talked about this. He talked about this. He's a total hardo. <laughs> yes, like he, he is. This he was born for this moment. <laughs> um. So he's screaming at the crowd. He's He's high-fiving players. He's getting people pumped up. He knows he's going to hit another home run uh, in 30 seconds, which is definitely doable. Yeah. So walks up. I think he hits the second one super deep. Goes with a two-handed bat flip. Holds the bat <laughs> above his head. Throws it like a basketball. It was. It was, and the fireworks start going on. I mean, it yeah. was a really, really, really awesome, awesome uh, ending to a home run derby. So I don't know if we can top it. I mean, there's only been I think they said three players who've ever won the home run derby at home, and yeah. this was certainly one of the cooler ones i've ever seen yeah does that cover does that cover it (laughs) that that does cover it um so just to chime in a couple a couple places there one the one of the reasons that it was so exciting and definitely in comparison to other homer derbies i don't know if this was the first year that this rule was implemented it might not be but the bracket style is huge because um in the old I, i can remember home run derbies where a guy hits like 20 homers in the first round you're like okay he's through you know to the next round then the next guy comes up he hits like 17. You're like, okay, he's also through the next round. Whereas that guy would have been eliminated if he was yeah. in a bracket matchup against the guy who hit 20. And so it, it keeps intrigue around every player until they actually win their matchup, you know? And, and yeah, it might be somewhat unfair if you want to call it that. That's a guy who hits like 12 homers in the first round could advance, but a guy who hit like 17 wouldn't. But whatever, like it's a home run derby. Yeah. And it, nobody's it's, nobody's complaining about that. exactly. And and yeah. so and so this style was great because you saw these guys going at it, at, you know, with a lot of pressure just to advance. Um, and so I think that was one thing. And then yeah, Bryce Harper being a huge hardo played into that insanely well for him because that's like you're you're right that you can't have a better environment than that for someone I, like Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper being a hardo. Bryce, Bryce, Bryce Harper. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, I contest that Bryce Harper would probably have rather won the home run derby <laughs> in his home home stadium than a World Series championship. You think so? <laughs> I think of all the people in the MLB who would enjoy 
winning the home run derby in their own stadium over a World Series ring, I think it's Bryce Hardo. Yeah, I, so I, w- I don't know if I'm willing to say that he definitely would prefer that, but he's definitely the most likely player in the league to prefer that. So I'll I'll go part of the way there with you on that. Okay. But but yeah, he's a, um, he's a huge Hardo. So there is a bit of controversy, however, and I yeah. you have not heard this news yet. I haven't, and I want to hear it. Okay. So the Schwarber army, Kyle Schwarber, who he beat all and all his fans are not really complaining, but just pulling up like little tidbits about um, that Bryce Harper and his dad, who was the person pitching to him, yep. cheated to win the home wow. run derby in the final couple minutes, final minute or two. When he was hitting those nine home runs in a row, yep. his dad wasn't waiting for the ball to land, and apparently that's a rule in the home run ah. derby. You have to wait for the home run to land before you can yeah. pitch again. And Bryce Harper was in this mega streak where he's hitting like 450-yard bombs. Yeah. So they're they're spending like 25 minutes in the air. Um, so the dad just kept pitching him without looking back. Um, no one really cares. This is just like a piece of, like yeah. I don't know, got like – spin to try to get Kyle Schwarber to to be still in the national spotlight because he's going to fade away real fast. <laughs> um, but but that's what people are, are talking about right now, at least from the, the Schwarber camp. Interesting. So I, what do you I, think? I, I did see an umpire behind the home plate, actually, earlier in the home run derby, like holding his hand up when the ball was in the air to the pitcher, being like, you can't oh. keep pitching. I did see that earlier. In one of the earlier rounds, I saw that out of the corner of the screen. Um, so that's interesting to me. Like, like it would be very Bryce Harper and his dad if the guy was just ignoring the umpire. <laughs> that would be a very yeah. hard, very hard to move. Um, in the end, I think it's a stupid rule. Um, it's a dumb rule. You, you hit the ball. If you hit a moonshot, that hurts you. Like that's a legitimate thing. Like someone who hits an absolute bomb versus like a someone who a home run that just gets over the wall. Like there could be like a five Alex second difference. There, there could be like a four second difference in that. I, I'm trying to think about it in my head but like i could see a ball being in the air an extra maybe two or three seconds and that would add up you know as you're going through it might be an extra two pitches you get to hit um i mean it's a legitimate it's a, if you care about that rule at all it's legitimate because there's video evidence that he did it oh right like, right ca- yeah if no, you no, care no. about that rule you're also a loser and <laughs> <should> <laughs> stop watching baseball altogether yeah i mean the only part of me that makes me feel like it's somewhat legitimate is if everybody else truly was waiting i just think that waiting is a stupid rule i think that you shouldn't have to wait for the ball to land i think that's dumb um like, so you think do you think it matters that they broke the rule or uh not? no no no, this is a home run derby, <laughs> and Bryce, yeah. Bryce Harper was at home, and like that's what everybody wanted to happen. So I, I don't care at all. <laughs> like, I don't care at all. Either. Yeah, but just giving a bit of spin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, cool. Um, so that's the home run derby tonight. Is the All Star game happening in a little while? I probably might have just started. I'm not sure. Um, which is Tuesday night. So, uh. I don't know. Also, we're obviously not going to talk really about the All Star Game because it hasn't happened yet as we're talking right now. But um, do you have any All Star break thoughts? Or I don't know. We, we, I guess we put in a placeholder here. We could talk about some baseball yeah. if we want to. Um, I don't really want to talk about the All Star Game too much longer because yeah. it's kind of just a. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, but I did watch some of the Celebrity Game. Oh, me too. Actually, um, it's total trash. It is so it's bad. So <laughs> bad. I mean, it was fun to watch one each. It was fun to just like see what celebrities there were. Like yeah. Scott Rogowski from Scott Rogowski. H- HQ was on there. <laughs> um, Carlos Pena showed up. He's a former Ray. I didn't know he was going to play. Yeah. Um, so there's. It was fun to see who would pop up, but 
as a as an event, it was garbage television. It was so bad. It was so it was so bad. So bad. I like couldn't. It was like it was like ten to one in the first inning yeah, or something. I like couldn't keep watching it. Um, no. Did, did did you watch far enough to ski to see Scott Rogowski pitching? No. Oh, was so he there, funny? there was a great part that happened later. So Scott Rogowski was pitching, and Shaq came up to bat as a guest batter. <laughs> That's hilarious. And so Scott Rogowski is pitching to him, and, and Scott Rogowski is a terrible pitcher. So he's pitching it like way outside, and yeah. Shaq's like swinging and missing. And Scott Rogowski feels terrible because Shaq is up there, and he's striking Shaq out basically yeah. because he can't throw a strike. And and you could hear like in like the microphone isn't on Scott Rogowski, but you can hear him in the background. He's like, I put pitching last on the list. I don't know why I'm pitching. It's the only thing <laughs> yeah. I can't do. And uh and then uh he's got two strikes on Shaq and you could hear him again, like it's kind of funnier because it's just background audio, but you could still hear what he was saying. And Scott Rogowski goes, he 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 says to Shaq, he goes, Are you gonna beat me up if I strike you out? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just hilarious because it's just Scott Rogowski versus Shaq. It's like the most like <laughs> yeah. hilarious matchup. Did, what happened to Shaq? He struck out. He, he struck out. Oh, he, he struck out, yeah. Come on. But but Scott. again, the pitches were all terrible. Yeah, so it was it was tough. But uh I would love to to do HQ tonight to see what he says about oh, it. Oh yeah, true. He's I didn't even think of that. On. Didn't even think of that, yeah. Um, um, so that's it. I mean, the all-star game itself, I'll probably catch a bit of it. I mean, it's kind of yeah. cool to watch them go up against each other, but mm-hmm. it's usually a low scoring affair where you kind of like players play like half as hard as they usually would. And uh, yeah, that's not that fun. Yeah. I don't, I don't anticipate watching it all that much. Uh, generally, if like any, you know, I have a cut, there's a few players on my own team, the Red Sox that I will tune in to see like generally all-star games that's how it goes for me. Like if I, if any of my team's players are in it, I'll tune in for a bit to see them, but it's uh, the game itself is not hold a ton of intrigue. And that's the, that's the challenge that all these leagues face that we've talked about many times as each all-star uh, break comes around in every sport. We talk about that. So uh, we'll see, but baseball, at least they don't have it dictate the world series anymore. So um, that, yeah, that's, that was a, that's a good thing. So um, <laughs> anything, anything else in baseball, any closing thoughts? Um, that's it on the all-star break. Uh, I am actually looking forward to the second half. We've got a lot of good storylines, but yeah. we can touch base on that next. Hey, Ra- Rays are hot. If they can catch a break and someone can start losing. Rays are hot, but I-, I told you this stat. The Rays would be leading the division in four divisions. Yeah. Yet, yet they're 16 games back of their own division. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But, it's stupid. Yeah. But yeah, again, though, the, you just need like a team like the Yankees or the Mariners or someone to have a losing streak and the Yankees and the uh, Rays can be at least in the discussion again, you know. Or the Red Sox. Um, or the Red Sox. But, well, yeah, but I, I was – yeah, the Red yeah, Sox. But, but the Red Sox won't go out well, of well, well, streak, no, bro. But no. <laughs> the Red Sox are four and a half ahead of the Yankees, so I meant the closest teams, like, right now in the standings. I, I get it. Streak. I, you're a Red Sox fan. The Red Sox would need to have a bigger losing streak for you to be able to catch them than the than the Mariners or the Yankees. So. Just move on, Derek. <laughs> move on. Uh, all right, so next sports topic. We had LeBron James show up at Summer League uh, wearing – these shorts that I, so I saw something about this, but I'll let you, I'll let you do it. I, I didn't Basically, really see the whole he's story. He's wearing those weird shorts that like teenage girls wear now that has like big print along the crotch. Oh really? Stuff. Yeah. It said late. It's like short, like basketball shorts, but it said Lakers from like <laughs> pocket to pocket on the front. Um, they, and apparently people saw them and they went online and bought hundreds of thousands of pairs of them. Wow. And now they're sold out in one day. <laughs> Um, so LA has shown up for the LeBron hype as we thought they would. Yeah. Um, it was his first appearance in Lakers gear. He showed up to a summer league game and yep. dapped up some of the Lakers and dapped up Luke Walton. 
um, and then left while when the uh, Cavs showed up, which is kind of <laughs> funny. Um, but otherwise, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. But it's just it was just cool to see him in Lakers gear for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so LeBron makes his first appearance. Another related LeBron note: um, NBA Two K nineteen ratings are trickling out. I don't know if you saw that. No. LeBron James is in ninety eight. Interesting, as and, opposed and, to a ninety nine. As opposed to a ninety nine in NBA two K nineteen. Now, now they they haven't released the full set of ratings, so I don't know if there is a player that's ninety nine. Um, but LeBron I James d- ninety eight caused a bit of a of an uprising on the internet. Um, that he is only ninety eight. So there's a little interesting fact for you. Um, that is interesting because he's getting better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't, see, I don't really I don't understand how he's not a ninety nine. Yeah. But I don't like. I get if you don't like him or like think he shouldn't be 99 to start with, but yeah. he definitely is not getting worse. He was a 99. He's getting, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, and he's the only get. Like, he's actually yeah. his stats are getting better. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably see more. On yeah, that. but so uh, the, yeah, they they they're two K kind of does this like over the like three months before they release the game is they trickle out all these player ratings um, and then they talk about them yeah. and then they talk. Yeah, they they use it as advertising really. But um, I somewhat related today actually. Surprisingly, on the third day of 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 players getting trickled out, it was LeBron James, and then I think I I think there was one other player yesterday, and then Jason Tatum was today. He was the third player released. Let me Uh, guess. Yeah, guess, guess. Jason Tatum. It's his third year in the league. Second year in the league. Second year in the league. Yeah. I'm gonna say 88. 88. He's an 87. Oh, I almost uh, said seven. Which is very close. Uh, That's actually. It's actually very generous for a second-year player. I, I know I you you, you don't own yeah. the 2K games like every year, I don't think, but they're pretty harsh on young players generally. Um, so 87 is actually pretty high rating for a second-year player. So he came out today. Um, I think the rumors are Ben Simmons is also an 87. So they're giving some of those second-year players some love. But um, So, yeah, so there's a little related LeBron side note. Only a 98 in NBA 2K19. How um, exciting for you, Derek. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. It's not a really, that's not really a valid hating point because he's he's ninety nine for sure. So, um, so any other thoughts on LeBron summer league? Uh, no, just best player of all time. You don't have tons of summer league thoughts. Uh, no, some 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 of our friends do, but I don't. <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, next news staying staying with the NBA. This is a quick little side note. Uh, thoughts and prayers with Eric Hamlet, who came on the show a few weeks ago. And he pleaded with Jabari Parker if he was listening. Begged Jabari Parker. <laughs> he begged Jabari Parker to sign with the Orlando Magic. He can go to Disney World whenever he wanted. He gets to wear a Disney logo on his jersey. No income tax. No income tax. Play for the Magic. Uh, Jabari Parker declined that opportunity and signed with Chicago, like the rumors had said. Spurning. Uh, spurning Eric Spurning Hamlet. Eric Hamlet on the spot. Um, so just... Uh, wanted to send well wishes to Eric Hamlet. Um, keep recruiting, man. Don't let don't let that get you down. We need to um, sick our followers on Jabari Parker. Yes, <laughs> yes. We all of them. So all you guys start sending hate <laughs> tweets to Jabari Parker. Trending um, down, Jabari <laughs> yeah. Parker. Tell Do him your that he, thing, internet. Tell him he made a mistake. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, any that that was just thrown in there because I thought it was funny. A- any other thoughts on Jabari Parker? No. No. Okay. Cool. So you got the last topic here in sports, which is Le'Veon Bell. I do. Um, so Le'Veon yeah. Bell, running uh, running back for the Steelers, and probably one of the best, not just running backs, but players in the yeah. league, if not the best, uh, especially like just overall athlete. Yeah, for uh, sure. They are at a breaking point. They've he has one year left on his contract. Uh, he's going to play under the franchise tag, which means he's still going to get paid a lot of money, but mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's non-negotiable. He's just getting a certain amount based on the rules. Uh, so they're trying to work out this deal. I'm expecting Le'Veon Bell is gonna is asking for an insane amount of money, and yeah. the Steelers are unwilling to pay them an insane amount of money. Right. Um, so Le'Veon and the Steelers have agreed. This is the first time I've ever actually seen it happen like this, where Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers both put out a statement saying, we've tried really hard to make this work. Like, please, fans, bear with us. Le'Veon will be with us in 2018. Uh, and Le'Veon said, I'll be with you in 2018. It's my best season yet. And there's another chance we can get get something together at the end of the next season. But both of us have tried and failed. So please mentally prepare for me leaving. Yeah, which is, um, it's which I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're both honest. It doesn't seem like Le'Veon Bell's going to hold out. Um, I mean, uh, he could easily, but uh, I mean, I would be upset if I was a Steelers fan. But at least they're being honest with you, and you can start prepping or, or starting to get the details on what you would do. Af- like after him or yeah, what you right. would have to give up to keep him right yeah it's it's true and i mean uh it's it is very strange like uh, that type of statement that's released there by both parties is just like kind of what i expect every every scenario is going like when someone's got one year left on their deal it's just like that's kind of I, I expect that you're trying to work something out and that you can't and that you know whatever like it's so it's really interesting to see I, I think I agree. I, ha- I don't remember a time that I've seen that happen where a full year ahead of the end of the contract, the teams, the team and player both released their statements. Like it, this isn't like media leak. Like yeah, they release statements like saying basically that you know they're open about it and they're saying, look, this is what we're doing. So it it's is a intriguing. weird. It's a weird like adult mutual breakup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we're going, we're still going to the dance together, but. They're I mean, still gonna be friends. Yeah, they're still gonna be friends. <laughs> they're gonna talk all the time. Yeah, and and honestly, I think Le'Veon Bell wants to retire as a Steeler. Yeah, he's been there a long time, and and it's been a good franchise while he's been there. So I I think it'll eventually work out because, I mean, yeah, running they, backs, as you know, are kind of come and go in the league. They so are. If he yeah. if he can get a long term deal, I think he should probably take it. Yeah. The, the the thing is, is that I believe I I think I've heard Le'Veon Bell speak about this as well, whether it's been through the media or just, you know, uh, direct interviews or whatever. But um, he is one of the ones that sort of, you know, how we talk about in the NBA, how some players, you know, fight for the player empowerment. We talked about Kyrie being a leader of that, like someone who feels that the players like, you know, deserve more than they get or that they should be in control of their own destiny and things like that. Um, I know that Le'Veon is one of the ones sort of fighting the battle for the running back position because the running back position in the NFL, a lot of people feel gets a little bit taken advantage of by the salary cap rules and the way everything works. Yeah. You mentioned him getting franchise tagged. Um, yeah. Running backs have such a short shelf life in the NFL. I mean, running backs hit 30 years old and they're generally done. Like they're generally not a, a, a feature running back anymore at 30 because of just the way it's so much wear and tear on you. And like, you know, being a ball carrier 200 times a season or whatever you end up with carries. It's like, it's just it's a crazy workload and just historically running backs haven't really lasted past 30 years old or so um so the franchise tag really you know i I think the feeling is that running backs feel like they get franchised a lot because it's an easy price for a team to pay you the average of the top five backs in the league yeah when when you're Le'Veon Bell when you're Le'Veon Bell and that's one year closer to 30 he'll get and then they say you know what we'll bring in a new 23 year old running back you know and it's um so I totally get where both sides are coming from here and that's the only reason I think it's possible they don't work this out because if Le'Veon does really feel that 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 the Steelers are 
are approaching Moving that on, to a yeah. T, you know, the way that he thinks they are, then I could see him leaving to get a big a big contract. But again, this isn't like like basketball where someone's going to throw a stupid contract at you. Like NFL teams can't really afford to do that with the salary cap and with with the situation that they have. So, you know, he could get still a ton of money, but I don't know if a long-term big money deal will be in the cards for him after this year, but Again, if he plays at an MVP level, of course, it, yeah. anything could happen. Um, and so this may this is just a side note may not actually have affected either of them, but the according to the Packers financial statement because they're a publicly traded company and they yeah. you can see their financials. Um, the each NFL team received two hundred fifty five point nine million dollars in revenue sharing, which is just like yeah, uh, TV deals, road game revenue, and and other national revenue. Right. Um, and the salary cap for NFL players, like the most teams are allowed to pay players, is yep. like one hundred fifty million or something. Oh wow! Like something, something way below mm-hmm. that number. Yeah. Um. So the every player is now looking at each team saying, "You just received two hundred sixty million dollars because you're an NFL team, not based on like yeah. your concession stands, not based on your, your yeah, just revenue share." Um, revenue your deals are not based on like your your whatever yeah um and now and and you can't even pay the whole team half of that yeah like so that's kind i've been i've been following that a lot of former players are are pretty upset about that and they're making stink about it i mean i'm sure it happens every year the same cycle Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the revenue sharing coming coming out um but the nfl continues to be extremely profitable um even though they say viewership is down it, it makes more money every every year um so i mean right. i think lily van bell might have a point yeah so i'm kind and, of on his side yes and the and the one other the one thing i'll close with uh being on his side a little bit in this as well is that uh i can speak from experience with the way the patriots have handled their contracts and the way i've seen other nfl teams handle their contracts is that uh in the nfl if you want to sign somebody you can sign them like like the salary cap is actually not a very restrictive thing in the nfl i know i know it's yeah. there and it's a rule but it is very easy to work around. Um, you know, you, uh, you know, f- for all the, I- I'm, I don't have to say that I'm a Tom Brady supporter, but he certainly gets way, way, way too much credit for being quote unquote underpaid. You know, like you, you've heard that storyline before, how yeah. it takes team friendly deals. Um, he certainly does that, but he's still got a huge signing bonus and he gets huge, whatever else, like incentives. Like the, yeah. the NFL has such, the, the, you can work around the salary cap like like pretty easily if you you know with real life money versus salary cap money, which is not the way it is in other sports like other basketball and hockey, you can't do that as easily as you can in the NFL. Um, yeah. And so still, I would I would say still yeah. it still it's on the players to be the ones to structure their contracts. Oh no, no yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Ra- rather than just accept more money because they're allowed because the teams are allowed to give them more money. Right, right, uh, right. So the NFL salary cap for 2018 is 177 million. Yeah. Um, and that means it's about 100 million less than mm-hmm. the how much a ch- checks each team got just because they yeah, are yeah. in the NFL. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, so yeah, we'll see if they work that out, but I do tend to side with Le'Veon in that, you know, well, I, again, I think that the way the Steelers build their team personally, I wouldn't pay a huge money deal to a running back we've talked about before what i think about huge money running backs um so but but uh, but from the standpoint of of the relationship there i I understand where Le'Veon's coming from for sure so um so yeah there's there's that any any other thoughts on Le'Veon bell 
that's all my thoughts on Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers. All righty. So I think that does it for sports and brings us into period number three, which is pop culture. All righty. So, pop culture. Um, we have an interesting topic to start with in the fact that it is me talking about it. Yeah. And not you. <laughs> I say do it. This is your first time. All Good right. Luck. Everybody, I officially have Taco Bell news. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I have Taco Bell news. And um, so, Steve previously uh broke the news a long time ago that taco bell had the nacho fries right and Correct. he asked me if i would get them and i said yeah i would get them if i went to taco bell you know as a side or whatever um i would i would get fries to accompany my taco bell meal i don't care that it's mexican food and french fries like that's whatever that's fine yeah. um so i had the taco bell nacho fries was that your um, first time having them? That was my first time having them, yeah. And I, oh my God, I'm sorry I didn't make a yeah. bigger deal of it. No, that. it's okay, it's okay. Um, I thought you had had them before. I would have made a much bigger deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I haven't, I hadn't had them before. And um, so we were at Taco Bell and the I decided to pick out on the menu the nacho fries box, which I need to talk about both of these things here because the nacho fries box was like the perfect Taco Bell amount of food for me. Like, like perfect. Because uh, we've talked about at Taco Bell, sometimes you can eat too much and feel bad, and you know, you, you, there's so Some, many. There's sometimes, most of the time, all the time, and <laughs> and there's uh there's so many things on the menu that are so cheap, and you're just like, I'll get that, I'll get that, I'll get that, and you know, so this was easy. The nacho fry box has an order of nacho fries. It has a Doritos Locos taco, and it has a beefy five layer burrito. That's I it. I should have gotten that. That's, That's it. good. It's like six bucks. It's got those three things. I didn't feel overindulged. I I felt fine after eating it, and um, the nacho fries were were good flavor and good tasting, but they weren't super crispy for me. Mm. Um, now I'll chalk that up to the, that particular Taco Bell. I don't think that all the Taco Bell nacho fries are not crispy. I think they probably are. So um, so yeah. So I, I had the nacho fries, and I'm gonna say um, I'll deduct five points for the lack of crispiness, but I'll, I'm gonna give them like an 81. So, wow. So like it would have been like an eighty six if they were crispy. Yeah. So they're they're good French fries. Yeah. They're they like are. in this in the scheme of fast food French fries, they are definitely good. Yes, they're good. Um yeah. the and, and maybe better than most. Yeah, they, yeah, they could be. So uh, did, did yeah. you feel weird dipping in nacho cheese rather no, than? No, actually I thought it was great. I, I mean like maybe it was because I was at Taco Bell and it just felt natural, but um I'm not like a huge ketchup loyalist for French fries. Like, I mean, I generally do put, uh, I, I dip French fries in ketchup generally, but I don't, I'm not someone who's like, Oh, I need ketchup. You know, like I gotta have it. So, gotta have it. uh, yeah. nacho cheese in this case worked just fine for me. And then, um, yeah, the other stuff was great too. Had a little bit of Baja blast. So it was great that like, wow. just like great experience at Taco Bell. So what a day, Derek, what a day it was. What and, a day. I'm and, so uh, proud of you. and we got lucky because there's Taco Bell right on the way, which is literally makes Steve the happiest person in the world. If there's a Taco Bell on the way to wherever we're going, there usually is a Taco Bell. If we're leaving the state, there's a 99% <laughs> chance we will go to a Taco Bell. Yes, that is true. That is true. So there is your Taco Bell news. 
um, from me. So that's that. I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. That was my first very, first first very time. Impressed. So uh, um, all right. So you got the next one. Yeah, next on pop culture. So I I heard a, a bit of news about this and listened to a podcast recently about it, uh, which Derek listened to as well. Uh, Starbucks has vowed to get rid of all straws by 2020. Wow. That means in two years, you will not be allowed to drink a Starbucks iced vente mochaccino latte chai dirty espresso shots trente with a straw. Unless the straw is your own one that you bring. Correct. (laughs) Which is possible. (laughs) Or maybe you can get reusable straws from Starbucks. (laughs) Um, yeah. But this is the hill that um, some environmentalists have chosen to die on is yep. the, straw hill, the straw hill, yep. um, So, which sounds like a battle in like the Civil War, the Battle of Straw Hill. Yes, it does. Um, so it, I can see the reasoning behind it. There's a lot of empty plastic floating around that, yeah. that is straws. Um, I don't think I like it. I really, really enjoy drinking iced coffee out of a yeah, straw. Yeah. Specifically because it's out of a straw, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I would like iced coffee in this a similar amount if I had to drink it out of like a cup with no top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. To- yeah, cup with no top, absolutely. So, Doesn't I mean, work. I think they're still going to have a top. I've seen some prototypes floating around. It's mm-hmm. just like a lip. It's just like a, a plastic yeah. coffee sippy, lip. Sippy cup. Or, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a sippy cup, but with a little wider yeah. of a hole. Yeah, which I still hate so much. Yeah, well, so yeah, me too. I, I mean, so here's one thing that instantly comes to mind, particularly when you have no top on the cup, right? Is that like ice is like hitting your nose, like when you're drinking yeah. it. Like that's terrible. That's like it's an ice. Co- it's got tons of ice in it, so like it's not ideal to drink it just like with an open lid. You know that you don't yeah. drink many other things like that. You know, especially if it you, it's a small one and you drink it fast, then ice yeah. is going all over. Everywhere it's going to go in your eye. You're going to get ice in your eye. Like <laughs> yeah. so. Um, have they considered this? The lawsuits coming from, from definitely people not. getting ice in their eyeballs. They have certainly not considered that. Um, so I don't know. No, it, it's 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 interesting because I, I, I'm interested to see what their solution is. Like, yeah. did you see a definitive one like that? I did. I okay. did. It it is literally a. A flat lid with a with an open, almost like a, a traveling coffee mug. Yeah. On top okay. Of plastic. Yeah. So it's similar to like a hot cup lid, then. Correct. Okay. Yeah, but 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 clear plastic that matches yeah. the cup. Yeah. Oh man, I I can't wait to see how this goes. I mean, th- the other thing too, th- <laughs> like like you said, let's say you drink it fast, right? Then you got a bunch. Sell of ice your in stock. There. Sell your stock. <laughs> <laughs> like like you said, let's say you drink it fast, you got a bunch of ice in there, right? So then, then you're near the end of it. You tip the thing back. All the ice falls, hits the cap. Cap comes off, goes all over you. Oh, jeez. Is that going to happen ever, or is this, or is this going to be a really tightly secured cap? Like, there's a lot of things here, like that are, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how this is going to go. I, uh, I will tell you this: Starbucks stock. I just looked it up. Is down nine percent in the past month. Well, there you go. There you go. Pe- people are not happy. On June nineteenth, wow. when. I assume that they must have announced it. It went from $57 a share to $48 a wow, share. Wow, that's a big drop. And it's it's come back up a bit. It's back yeah, in but the 50s. Wow. But yeah, that is a huge drop. I can only assume that was the reason because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's so – I tend to agree with you. I think, um, I think I would like to have 
uh, some other big environmental issues solved before we just go to the plastic straws. But I agree. Um, I think there's we got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, but instead we're frying the low hanging fruit and uh, yeah. making everyone's iced coffee drinking lives a little bit uh, less. I'm convenient. sure. I'm sure it will be a positive impact on the environment. Yeah, I'm sure it, certainly will be. it couldn't hurt to get rid of straws, but yeah, there's got to be something else we could target. Mm-hmm. Got to be agree. something else. I agree, and I feel like it could start with. Yeah, I feel like there are straws used in less needed situations all over the place than with iced coffee. Yeah. Iced coffee is probably the... If you were going to say, all right, you can leave straws on the earth for one thing, what would it be? Iced coffee only. It would be iced coffee. Uh, yes. So, so I kind of would prefer if we eliminated straws for literally everything else in the world. We should eliminate straws for all, like... Capri Suns. And yes. For all, and just yeah. streamline those wow, boxes. Great, juice boxes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Juice boxes <laughs> do not need straws. No, we can figure out a way that like, juice boxes don't need a straw. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. So, yeah. Get, I'm so mad about this <laughs> straw scenario. <laughs> 2020. All right, cool. So. Mark us down as being mad about yeah. that. Um, so, anything else on Tre- the Starbucks tre- straws? Tre- trending down, getting rid of straws. <laughs> yes. Also. Agreed. Um, anything else on the Starbucks straws? No, just Alrighty. disappointment. So last topic of the podcast is what you've written here. A kid named Cuddy <laughs> uh, turns 10. Is that today or this year? or? Uh, I think this week. This week. Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, um, it has officially turned 10 years old. Do you want to hear the uh, the discogra- the uh, yeah. songs yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me pull it up. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> Down and out. Oh. I'm just going to go through the best yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, just... Man on the moon. Yeah. The prayer, everybody's favorite, day and night. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Embrace the Martian. Yeah. Cleveland is the reason. TGIF. Yeah. Chip yep. the Ripper. Save Just all these killer songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, was Pursuit of so, Happiness on there, or was that a different? Was that earlier? I think that's the next one. The next or later? Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, what What is your best? So it brought back some feels because obviously yeah. it was right right in our. Heyday. Right this is heyday. eighth grade into freshman year, um, maybe a little before, um, but that's kind of when he got popular. Mm-hmm. What is your best Kid Cudi moment? Oh, I got a clear. I have a very clear and easily identifiable favorite. Really? Kid mom- yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, um, you've heard the story before, but you probably don't associate it as being Kid Cudi memory. But so we had Kid Cudi come to play at BC, obviously sophomore year concert. Um, after that concert, was hanging out with our buddy John Robertson. And I was in his dorm room convincing him that his future wife, as it turns out, uh, was not worth waiting for because she had a boyfriend. So <laughs> they are. We are we are sophomores in college. We're having fun. And you're just sitting in here playing Tiger Woods with me because you are waiting for this girl to break up with her girlfriend so that you can date her Her boyfriend. <laughs> and uh, you, because you think you're going to marry her. But she she is not even single, John. Um, but he ended up marrying her. And so I remember that conversation very clearly. It was his birthday and, uh, they, uh, we've told that story with him uh, a few times and they got married a couple years or a couple summers ago. So, um, yeah, so that was after the kid Cuddy concert. I remember that very clearly. Um, So you were almost responsible for killing true love. Almost. Well, no, he wasn't. That kid was very stubborn about that. So (laughs) (laughs) you tried to, I think I tried tried to to kill true love. Yeah. If he had listened to you that night, JR would be married to a different person. Yes. Or not married at all. That's true. That's very true. Wow. That's a fact. Yeah. 
if if you had listened if you had listened to me. You should have told that story at their wedding. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I yeah. I should have. No, you should. Should grab the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's mine. That's what's your one. What's your favorite Kid Cudi moment? Um, I think my favorite Kid Cudi moments are like because he's not a very happy yes, artist. Correct. All of his songs are very depressing and about like being sad and depressed or like drinking too much or like partying too much to where you feel sick. Like they're all just like painful memories for him and yeah. they're good music, but we would party so hard to them freshman year. We would like, we didn't really listen to the lyrics. We just liked him and liked the music. And so I, <laughs> I, I remember freshman year, like we'd be in like our little dorm room crowded with 15 or 20 people playing kid Cuddy, like, man on the moon i'm just the man on the moon like whatever like nobody loves me we like yeah this is great (laughs) (laughs) um until i actually listened to the lyrics and started hearing more about kid cuddy and his depression problems and i was like wow well we probably should have partied to like something else maybe something a bit nicer (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, but i do love kid cuddy yeah my favorite all-time artist one of my favorite all-time rappers i wish I wish he was still relevant, but he's he's had a couple bad mm-hmm. uh, albums since and never really got back to the yeah. heyday. Yeah, it's true. It's true. A, a kid, a kid named Cuddy. A kid named Cuddy, ten years old this week. Oh, it is today, July seventeenth. Oh, it's today. 2008. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's great. That's that's so much more relevant now. Mm-hmm. So, so there you go. You should you should be playing some Kid Cuddy underneath this. I'll make I'll make Kid Cuddy the final drive song because it's about to start. So we'll do that's we'll great. do Kid Cuddy as we'll do what do you what song you want it to be. Um. Day and night for sure, night, or okay. man on or man on the moon. But okay, you you get to pick. Le- okay, I'll pick one of them, and one of them is yeah. going to start right now. Okay, it's playing right now. So that's great. Uh, so final drive time now with that playing underneath. Steve, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I want to go second. Derek. Second. Okay, I, I did not. I that one that one tripped me up. Fooled me. Um, I'm rattling you. You haven't gotten them right in a long time. I know it's true. We had a real life scenario over the weekend when I replicated. Do you want to go first or second? But I don't remember what it was about. Either do I? Yeah. But anyway, so uh, my final drive is something that I've probably plugged before, like like a year ago, for for a different a different version of it. Um, but the new version of it is called Around the Hub Boston Sports Blog that I relaunched with my brother. Um, but it has more of a relevancy now uh, in the era that we're in where the remote podcasting is going to be happening uh, starting in the fall. So this is relevant because we, Steve and I have discussed ways that we can leverage this to try to have maybe better uh, segmented content like uh, as far as our podcast goes where maybe the BC stuff might be separate like BC Sports do a little mini podcast, um, things like that and kind of leverage it under this central place where there's going to be podcast content um sort of like you see like barstool sports has like four different podcasts or 10 different podcasts or whatever um so i'm going to be exploring that with around the hub which is the blog that my brother and i started um around the hub dot boston is the website so you can go check it out right now there's just articles really about boston sports there's one about bc basketball um but in the future like i said we're going to try to use this to leverage some some potential avenues um for you know, maybe you got a twenty-minute BC podcast, and then a then a twenty-five-minute you heard it here second podcast that covered the, all the other stuff that we normally do. So things like that, we're exploring the ideas. But uh, just a little plug for the blog: go check it out, and it could be uh, a place in a couple of months that has some, you know, a little bit of a base camp for some some different content that we could have. So so there and you go. And we're keeping the name around the hub, no matter what, right? The well, so the blog is going to stay named around the hub, but like. 
if we put stuff on there, like we could, uh, you know, if there's a little BC podcast that we make that we that we strip BC parts out of, you heard your second and put it into a separate podcast. Maybe that's around the res presented by around the hub. You know what I mean? Oh. So, so, so there's not gonna around be the, the nation presented by around the nation. Maybe that's what maybe that's what we call another one or something. You know, so um, around the town. Around the town, yeah, we could just do around that's everything. What sh- that's what should it, the whole thing should be around the town. The hub. Yeah, yeah, around the town's pretty good. It's really um, good. Yeah, that is true. Just think about it. So we'll we'll think about it. We'll <laughs> think about it for sure. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's it. Keep a, keep a lookout for that. And uh, Steve and I are still going to keep discussing our options there. But we, as we promised before, we will continue to deliver uh, some stuff, you know, con- podcast content wise. And so we're exploring avenues on how to make that as easy and as effective. Uh, for our listeners so there you go premium content premium content for free <laughs> um, premium so my final drive is actually uh, something that I discovered on Saturday or maybe Friday um, whichever day we actually found out yep. so we were in Connecticut this weekend and we had a morning to kill before the wedding so we're like oh we should all go golfing bring our golf uh, clubs down in your car um, and all of us four of us plan to go golfing at E. Gaynor Brennan Golf Course in Connecticut and I'm like I know my cousin's name is Gaynor Brennan so I know like there's Brennan's in my family He's once removed um, and his I think his his first or middle name was Ed like Edward was in his part of his name so I'm like E. Gaynor Brennan that's like three parts of someone in my family's name um, so I called that side of the family found out that E. Gaynor Brennan is Edward Gaynor Brennan, <laughs> my great grandfather once removed. Wow! Uh, and so we ended up playing at my grand great grandfather's golf course without me even knowing it. That is um, insane. Yes, and it was a really fun course. I liked it a lot. Yep. Um, I don't know much about Edward Gaynor Brennan. <laughs> I should probably look up more because he's a pretty popular guy or rich guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, we ended up playing at a golf course named after my great grandfather, and I didn't even get a discount. Yeah, that they is that's pretty. Discount. That's pretty weak. That's pretty weak stuff. <laughs> it was very weak. The, the, um, and yeah, and, and you even you even dropped the line. You were like, "Oh, I guess that doesn't get you a discount here." And yeah. the guy was like, "Well, you know, I've seen it all now." <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, "I would." He was like, "I wouldn't believe you, but I do believe you." So. Yeah. Uh, so it was a great course, just a, a fun tidbit that um, there's a golf course with my family's name on it or, or, or somewhere, someone close to my family's name on yeah. it in Connecticut that we just happened to plan on. Um, it's quite the coincidence. I thought I'd bring it up in the final draft. Yeah, it sure is. sure is a, a crazy coincidence. Shout so. out. Rest in peace. Big Ed, Gainer Brennan. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> Thanks for the golf course. <laughs> Um, so there it is. That does it for episode 109, uh, our first ever remotely done podcast. Uh, thank you for bearing with us on the experiment. Steve, how'd you like it? Like I said, as long as I don't have to <laughs> look at you or smell you. Seems like um, a good deal then, for everyone. <laughs> and it's a plus. <laughs> so, uh, so there it is. We expect to be back in person uh, next, I think we're next week. We got to look at our travel schedules and see what, I, see what we're up to. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll coordinate. So we'll coordinate about that, but... Either way, whether it's next week or not, we'll see you guys next episode for episode 110. Later days.